Oh man. Hello, welcome, welcome back. Hey. Uh how what? are you how are you feeling? Uh you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh I finally checked out that uh director you recommended. Oh uh, yeah. Uh Apchapong Rastako from uh from from you know director from Thailand who Yeah, 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 absolutely. What what'd you think? Well, so he I don't know if you know this. He he's doing this weird thing right now where it's like the movie is is touring forever. Mm. Um and then they kind of like failed failed it for like 2 weeks or like 2 months. Yeah. Uh but it sounds like it's it's back on, which I think is, you know, pretty cool. Um so I went and checked it out and I was like, man, I could see why you like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's pretty uh pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you went and checked out Memoria in one of the uh, one of one of the very many theaters around the world that it is touring, and its permanent funny little tour that it's doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, that's really exciting. That's 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 awesome. Uh, what 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 you think of it? What you think of the movie? That was okay. No, what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was. It was. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was breathtaking. I I did watch it while. Uh, I had strep throat. <laughs> oh my god! And and was kind of in a haze of of uh, agony where I didn't really want to move much. <laughs> yeah. But wow, what a great circumstance to watch that film in because I was able to just kind of let it wash over me like a nice warm little blanket. Hmm. <laughs> That seems like the perfect kind of, you know, the perfect place to watch Memoria is when you're, uh, I mean, I watched it um, <clears throat> totally in theaters <clears throat> uh, while I had COVID. Uh, just, <laughs> you, you did a super spreader event. <laughs> I, did, I did a super spreader event. I went into the theater while I had COVID and I spread it to everybody. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I basically I watched it while I was sick uh, and, you know, it it's 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 an arresting movie it's definitely one that you want that level of sort of attention and, and devotion to i would say yeah oh oh man mm. the when it got to the the car alarm symphony scene oh my god god that was just i knew i was like fuck movie i don't know what you're doing <laughs> but i like it <laughs> i like it <laughs> well what do you what do you mean represented interestingly here uh well, it's it's this character, right, who's like experiencing uh she's experiencing this this head explosion sound uh that's like represented in the movie very beautifully with this sort of like noise musicianship like foley work. Um and and she goes and actually actually sees somebody to try to replicate the sound and see how close she can get to it. What what happens in her head um you know through like audio technology. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed too that the the sound base that they expanded from is called like body thrown onto like ma like yeah. body hitting mattress cardboard or something like that. It's got like a really weird name that kind of implies that it's like a sound effect for the sound of like somebody collapsing onto a bed. Yeah, yeah. There's I and just the way that it's like in this kind of like foley work you know, Hollywoody like folder structure. Uh but that's that's a really interesting touch that I hadn't thought about before. Uh, it, it, I, I especially liked it because it's like she points to it 
and like she she picks that sound out by name mm-hmm. like it's not like oh they're going through a bunch of noises she just like sees the name and something about it like speaks to her and she's like what's this one and then she's like oh that's that's almost it and how that kind of relates to the thing that the film gets into later with like the the kind of sense memories that are related to that and like what those sense memories end up being connected to yeah that's really interesting because like the funny thing is like this movie does have like a very very i found that this movie has like a really kind of minute sense of focus Mm. uh, toward details that are like that uh I mean, I, 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 I thought that there was just all sorts of stuff with regard to kind of where the movie was trying to go as far as just like what things are curses and what things are blessings. The whole scene of uh, the first Hernan like relating his band name to Tilda Swinton and like talking about his band a little bit and she's just kind of like grimacing and just like not really sure where the conversation is going and why this young man is, you know, kind of taking the conversation in this direction with her and she's like unsure like is is this conversation like is this conversation a curse or a blessing kind of in the mm. same way of just like is it a curse or a blessing when she sees a dog after her sister who's like suffering from this syndrome talks about like the karma situation of this like dog that she re- failed to help you know survive a car crash or whatever yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't even make that connection of that scene. But you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this. Uh, there's. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. I. What did you think of? What did you think of all the different Hernans in this film? There's so many. Um, it took me a bit to rec- realize that there was like multiple iterations of him. Right. Yeah. Um, the main two big ones are being the one who helps her at the sound studio and then the one, I think, at the near the end of the film that she meets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's um, like scaling fish. Yeah, 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 that guy. Um, like I said, this film just kind of washed over me as a blanket, so I, I wasn't necessarily super plugged into the narrative of the film, which we could talk a bit more about like what I was sucked into because it's definitely related to the sound aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I... I liked it because it I felt like the film really captured this sense of your memory failing you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And how like a disruptive event such as the exploding head syndrome she has kind of creates this way in which you second guess yourself constantly and just the sort of way you almost kind of just like adapt to it the same way you adapt to like a blind spot. Mm. Yeah, when she first experiences the disappearance of of him uh, from the sound studio, and they're like, "There's no one here who works like that," and no one knows what she's talking about. She kind of leaves and just like sort of accepts that, like, "Oh, I must have been wrong." Yeah, about like the entire event and like interaction with a human being over the course of several days that I had. Yeah, yeah, and there's that whole other scene where she's ta- like, "You're talking about." somebody who died a year ago and they're like no he's fine he's what are you fucking talking about oh yeah god that was such a good scene oh yeah all all of that stuff is so so interesting i mean like he the director really likes to kind of play in between like dreaming and wakefulness and kind of how one can feel like the other and vice versa and just like 
these the sort of I don't know he he's interested in the sort of elasticity of meaning that I that I find really interesting. Uh, I feel like I could probably talk about this movie and this director like forever and ever, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really really curious as to like the things that you that really like stood out to you from this movie. What were what were your what were your experiences like? So the I mentioned the sound thing, and one of the and I can definitely see why he wants it to be so seen in theaters is because there's a real 3Dness to the sound that sharpens the visuals. Yes. There's a lot of ways in which, because of the way the sound is presented to you, it makes you more aware of what is and isn't on screen, and also its relationship to you as the viewer on screen. Mm-hmm. So there's the scene of Tilda Swinton watching the band, and that was kind of like when it clicked for me. Like as she's leaving the music studio, she walks in, and you hear like the full range of the band and like the space it in, and so you can kind of imagine it. But you're just watching Tilda Swinton watch them. Mm-hmm. And then like last minute, it like flipped this, the viewpoint switches and you actually get to see the band perform. But yeah. I like that because when it uncouples that image from th- that sound from the image, it does it in such a textural way that you can still imagine it. And then when it confronts you with it, it's sort of like, hey, is this what you thought? Uh, and I felt like that was like a way in which the film is sort of like, teaching you to think about sound in the same way Tilda Swinton is, which is trying to identify it and trying to identify where is it coming from and like, what does it mean? And like, what imagery does it bring up? Um, There's like a lot of scenes where it's like, uh, as they're like walking down the street, talking in, for example, just like sound kind of can draw your attention to everything going on. It's a very visually like not dense film, but like Tilda Swinton is very small in the frame most of the time, mm-hmm. but you're always sort of drawn to her because of her relationship to the sound, because she's like one of the clearest voices that you can hear as she's moving through everything. Yeah. And I mean, just as far as her performance, she's really, uh, she's shockingly choreographed. I mean, the way that just the way that she takes up space in the frame, like She's very purposeful and she's very exact. Uh, and I think that it works supremely to her favor as just as far as a performer. Uh, yeah, oh, she's she's so good at you. There's like that scene where there it, there's so many images and stuff like where there it's just a crowd of people with her in it huddled under like a, a like a bus stop or something in the rain. Yeah. But you can immediately see her like you immediately identify her just because she puts so much presence in despite being like one figure of 20 that isn't even taking up much room on screen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a film that is engaging with the audience and and like for a film that wants the audience to be a part of the conversation uh i i think that like what it does with her presence um and kind of the the interplay of like when she is when the character of jessica is present and when you know she's less present which we can talk a little bit more about but uh like the interplay of that is very interesting in a film that's like very aware of itself uh and and a film that's like very confrontational toward it toward its audience um, yeah, no, it's it's a film that knows that you're watching it and at all points wants to be reminding you that, hey, 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 pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to what you see. This is going to be on the test. Pay attention to the world around you. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. Wake up. Yeah, that's I, I think that that's something that's so interesting. And I, I, I think that that like band scene is almost this sort of like centerpiece um, of the movie in so many ways. Uh 
I, I, I think Rest Stockholm works with characters looking at the camera in very specific ways in, in, in past films. And I think my secret is that I believe that one of the side characters in that scene is, is looking at the camera in such a way as to be like, hey, audience, wake up, look at this, listen to this song. Isn't this a cool song? This song's pretty cool, right? Uh, which would, uh, I, I think, seem, in a lot of other situations, would seem a little bit silly and esoteric, but I think in a, in a film that's all about presentness, that's, that kind of stuff is totally necessary. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, it's, ah, uh, uh, this is one of those movies I'm really excited to, like, show someone else so that I can both you know, get more out of it on a second viewing, but also like re-experience someone experiencing the film for the first time and, and getting sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear, I'm surprised and delighted to hear that you liked it so much. Uh, did you find it like difficult to stay awake at any point? I, I have to admit that like, I, I, I got a little dozy at some part, at some parts, but the funny thing about where Stockton's filmmaking is that it's almost it almost calibrates for that and it almost like anticipates and welcomes that. Yeah, I know. I saw you and a few other reviewers mentioned that like there's just moments where the film kind of lulls you into a sleep almost. Yeah, I I think I was being kept awake by the agony of swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not fall asleep, uh, but I definitely, you know, zoned into the film in a way that like is very rare for a film this so slow and sleepy to draw me in. Mm-hmm. Um, pro- honestly, probably partially because I was exhausted and couldn't really sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it catches you in that sort of place, right? The sort of in, in-, in between, the in-between space uh, of uh, kind of... And-, and that's ultimately what the movie ends up being about, where Jessica, you know, she is... She has this, like, artist's goal she has this artist's dream of explaining this and explaining the inexplicable and illustrating what she's experiencing the symptom that she's experiencing and making other people understand it uh but kind of by the end of the film she finds the joy in just being an antenna and being an ear and just listening and experiencing and not having not having to explain um and I don't know, that's just such an interesting thing for a movie to try to convey. And I, I think it did such a wonderful job at that. Yeah, no, the, the embracing the the. Embracing the so that just happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess that's yeah, I guess that's a way to put it. Uh, I think it would be really funny if that was how the movie is <laughs> like she watches she watches the source of the sound. Uh, finally, and she just turns and goes, so that just happened. <laughs> um, wow. Crazy much? So, is no one else gonna say anything about the, no, just me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you think of that, by the way? What did you think of the sort of twist, I guess? <laughs> oh, that was very funny. Um, but I like it. <laughs> I, I, I like it because it's like, there's really no reason to explain the sound, and so ultimately the explanation doesn't matter. So it's just like, fuck it. That's the explanation. <laughs> 
I saw like oh, you at home who's like, but what's the source of the sound? It's this. Who cares? <laughs> who fuck? Who cares? Fuck you. I love it as like there was an interview with him ostensibly saying basically like, yeah, that's like one possible source of the sound. I mean, it's not really the source of the sound. It doesn't really fucking matter. I don't care, which I think yeah. is so great. No, it's it's so funny to just to just like end it in that way. And I don't even think it's necessarily like supposed to be funny, but it's very much so just supposed to be like there needs to be a air quotes explanation available to the audience. And so here it is, and it's up to you to like accept or reject it, but I'm going to make it so like that if you reject it, totally fair. <laughs> well, it feels it feels diegetically appropriate to me, and I think some people might kind of disagree with this uh in a general sense. Um just because it is it is such a sudden and so like such a tone shift uh <laughs> but to me it feels diegetically appropriate on multiple levels uh namely like for one i think this movie has little sci-fi touches throughout uh i mean the premise in and of itself like it's a natural occurrence it's something that happens in real life but it is a little it feels a little sci-fi like how is it just something that affects jessica if it's also affecting these cars right uh, yeah or if it's also if it's also something that's affecting this other random man in the street who we see fall to the ground and look because he heard it um you know how can that be something that's just in jessica's head and so we're afforded like a lot of in a lot of explanations throughout for what it could possibly be because there's like there's there's the dog story that her sister tells her that kind of hints toward a general sense of karma uh and then there's like this like excavation that's happening beneath beneath bogota uh where all of these like skeletons and corpses are being excavated from thousands and thousands of years ago uh and and the pain that they hold intergenerationally is is being released into the air maybe that's a source of of the sound and that's what's affecting the cars and all the people and everything um but more to the point it feels diegetically appropriate because it is the movie saying it, it's it's putting something in front of your face and and forcing you to say like is this a curse is this a blessing how does this new information fit with the information i already have like you know is this something to be afraid of yeah should i how should i feel about this what is my pattern seeking brain trying to find out um you know it it just it it's it's one of those kinds of things where it's like it is to the audience what the dog is to the characters ostensibly i mean like i said i already talked about the sound element of it and i think like that to me is the on my initial watch the thing i got the most out of it was just like i really like what this movie is doing with sound i totally get why it's on a permanent theater tour because mm -hmm. like it's very much so like you should watch this uh with as much sound accompanying you as possible <laughs> yeah you could probably get away with watching it you know if if say somehow somewhere out there there was a, a torrent file of it yeah uh, imagine. you could you could probably listen to it with headphones on and get a very similar effect or on like a decent speaker setup in your in your uh place i'm really excited to make uh my girlfriend that i've been making watch movies watch this because both she really is into sound and, like music production and stuff yeah. Um, and also she has a setup in her apartment for like really good surround sound. Oh shit. Uh, 
to the point that when she was watching the Robbie Dude stream uh, of OTP with special guest Baru, ah, uh, that uh she said that the sound of romeo running around in the studio that the microphones were picking up she kept hearing in her apartment but because romeo wasn't on screen in a lot of those she couldn't figure out where it was coming from but she knew the sound from being over at my house so she kept being like what the fuck <laughs> like kept looking around because it would sound like romeo running around in her room but he wasn't on the screen, like so. It was like she didn't know that he was at the studio while they were recording. So she just kept hearing the sound of him running around inside the studio in her Aww. room. Uh, so I feel like Memoria is going to be a hell of a fucking watch with that kind of audio <laughs> setup. <laughs> Isn't she literally like into noise music as well? I feel like it'll. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. No, it's it's. It, I got to the scene with the music production stuff and like the music thing. And I immediately texted her like, Hey, you need to watch this movie. It's yeah. ex- exactly up your alley. Oh yeah. She's going to love it. She's definitely going to love it. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. It sounds amazing. Uh, there, there's, there's not enough good things I can say about just the, the general design of the sound, but also like the diegetic use of the sound, and especially in like the climactic scene of Tilda, uh, AKA Jessica kind of, kind of recognizing her ability to to like hear the world and and to perceive the world uh and and you know the the sound in that scene is used to such such powerful effect that it it's like it's hard to forget really good understanding of like the, the hearing as a sense that is linked to memory yeah yeah and it's it's Sort of like a unifying human memory, you know, the singular memory of humankind, right? Yeah. Of of rocks that absorb trauma and hold it for for millennia. Uh, you don't need television. Just go outside and pick up some rocks. <laughs> pick up a rock and it'll tell you a story. A story about how uh, someone got their ass kicked, I guess. Yeah, someone, someone lost the knockout game. <laughs> someone lost the knockout game. F's in chat for that guy. Really good film. You really got to check out his other stuff. I, yeah, I, 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 I mean to. I also, because of how much I loved it, tried to watch um, Tropical Malady mm-hmm. on uh, with a when I still had sore throat, and that one I could not get through. <laughs> sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> when I could not get through strep throat because I was actually too exhausted to like keep up with the subtitles, and at some point I was just like. I can't read this. I can't. I, I'm too exhausted to read this. I can't follow what's happening in this film. I need to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give it a better. I'm going to give it a second shot at some point. That's one that you watch. Uh, watch that one when you get, oh, I don't know, the flu. Yeah. Uh, that... Something that doesn't make it hard. To it was just title. very demotivating to be like, I'm so. I'm so sick and exhausted right now that I can't read this. I can't read subtitles in a movie because there's just <laughs> too many of them. And I, I have to be looking at them all the time or I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> That's a very understandable and relatable level of delirium, though. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I also really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was spectacular. Uh Yeah. Uh, and we encourage you at home to 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 watch it, which is why we haven't been giving away what the the reveal is, because that's for you to find out. That's the secret. That's a secret. The reveal is a secret. No one will ever know. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, hey, thanks for thanks for coming in this week. I'm I'm glad to hear it was it was a better week for you as far as you know, at least as far as the movie goes. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think I'm gonna watch follow up by watching something really really bad. Um, mm. I'm thinking, uh, Studio Six Six Six, the Foo Fighters horror film. Yeah, just kidding. I've already watched it and it was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> 